Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Busy, busy three hour program lined up. In an hour, we'll talk NBA with Keith Smith. 90 minutes, Connor Allen. Uh, who did a great job tracking player props in the NFL last year, season-long pr- uh, player props. You're going to want to hear uh, what his research told him at that time. Pat Forty on college football in two hours and Major League Baseball with uh, our buddy Matt Baskerja coming up back into the program. Paulie, yesterday on uh, our show, Zach Jackson joined us. We had a guest on. He covers the Cleveland Browns, and he told us that within the next you know week, maybe two, we should learn – about the fate of Deshaun Watson and how long his suspension could be for this year, and he leaned towards like a year. Well, also this week, Albert Breer was on a Cleveland radio station. Albert Breer has covered the NFL for a long, long time. He said that there's actually been some good news for the Watson camp this week, and that some of the, some of the stuff that you could read out there with the tea leaves, that it might not be a year for him. 
And then driving around this morning, I heard two former football players. One, Brady Quinn, who played for the Browns for a while. He said it's looking like four to six games for him, in his opinion. Followed by LeVar Arrington, who said they made a number at nine and a half. He goes, yeah, I'd bet the under on that right now. People will scream, holy hell, and I'll be one of them if he gets the same as Brady. Can you imagine if it's only four games and the NFL trotted out all these people and didn't have a lot of proof, but trotted out all these people and leaked stuff about he broke his foot. You're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time and and, and defamation of character and throwing him under the bus all for a little, what they couldn't prove, just a little bitty tiny air out of a football. Uh And then you have 65 women. That that uh, the New York Times has spoken to in twenty six, mm-hmm. but no, the NFL is going to blow this. Possibly. They are because the NFL, according to reports, right? They've talked to I believe a dozen women, so it's nowhere. It's not that's like half. Uh-huh. And then if you want to go based on the New York Times report, that's like a slice. That's a that's a yeah. small sliver of who but, they uh, talked to. Yeah, and also according to reports presenting their case, they didn't get into did he use uh, any threats or coercion or that type of thing, which was outlined in one of the women that spoke to the New York Times about. I can't even say what he did on the air, but what happened at the end of one of the massages, what he was doing. But it was the same type of deal when they talked to all these girls about, you know, I don't want to be covered up. I don't want to wear any, and it just, right, know, right. And, and pushing their hands towards certain areas. Now, there's also this that would potentially help out, Watson. There was an adult son of one of the accusers who evidently um, claims the mom told him what I originally told you about Deshaun Watson, yeah, forget about that. And then what offered to pay the kid off? Yes. On top of that? The son intimated his mother intended to reward his silence per league source. There's a feeling that the NFL was cagey about details they learned from the woman's son, Josina Anderson. After only mentioning they interviewed him in the report, the son's recording was later reviewed by Watson's side. Uh, presumably illuminating why this uh, particular accuser was not included with the five women that the NFL focused on on the hearing. It's also unclear whether the woman in question has settled her claims against Watson. Of the 24 plaintiffs, 20 have resolved their claims. That's unfortunate, but then again, you still have all these other women to worry about, and you're up to, uh, you know, uh, 26, but that's uh, the accusers and how many it is, if you said massages and and all this other business. But this is, uh, who knows? I mean, I would like to know what they're asking. Are they really asking for zero or four? Because the NFL wants a year. What are they coming back with with the counter if they can't even come close to a settlement? I will be stunned if he gets four games. So will I. And I will not be happy based on the bets that I've made. Yeah, and, and I would be surprised with eight. Who knows what she's going to do? I mean, again, well, as I understand it, the league put this lady in place. So if there's... Uh, yes, they did. Right. And so if there is a ruling that they don't like, they'll just say, okay, we're going to find somebody else. So I would read the market on this, right? Because the number of uh, wins for the Browns, the playoff odds, and the juice to this team, again, this they went from, you know, will they win 10 games? They were favored to win 10 games and to go over 9.5 points to under 9.5 was like minus 230. And to miss the playoffs the day after the New York Times report came out, I grabbed plus 130 on the note. They were favored to make the playoffs and to win 10 games. Yeah, That flipped. Well, if those numbers start to move a little bit, it's like, yeah, well, maybe Watson doesn't get a full year. Maybe it's going to be somewhere in that six or eight game range. Yeah. I thought everything was accurate when you wanted to compare it to Ridley. 
People referenced uh, what happened to Bauer with baseball. That's, see, and, and the that's rip, and the other, and you're going to give a guy the same as like a pot suspension. That's a guy the number ganged? one analogy in comparison that you have to use. Yeah. And now I guess people can come back and say, well, he already got a year, but I don't think you can look at what happened last year and connect it to. You can't exact. You can't say that he were he already missed a full year, so the NFL can't give him another year. That's what there's to his side. That's right, lunacy. That's, yeah, right. Right. That's that's. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> jive with me. That yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. So I I don't, I. Don't, I Will we know by next Friday? A week from today, we'll be on the air knowing the result of uh, the suspension for Watson. I would hope so. I would think so. I mean, they have to move on this. Yeah, I th- I th- because of how the, s- the season's right around the corner. But they've butchered this from the get-go, though. I mean, while this was going on, you had uh, women, it's still accusers were coming out left and right. You had the HBO interview yep. on Real Sports. You had the New York Times article. Yep. So, uh, yeah, incredible. Incredible okay. news. So we go from that to... I'll ask the question, are the Nets really going to take this seriously with Kevin Durant uh, demanding a trade? And I, I will ask that based on the news that came out last night. This is um, Vince Goodwill, who covers the NBA for Yahoo Sports, and he was on Chris Haynes' podcast, right? And Chris Haynes has covered the NBA for a long time. I think you're going in fresh at this one. The Nets, according to this report, offered KD, they called up the Timberwolves, and they offered Kevin Durant for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first-round picks. <laughs> My God. Uh, now we know who the, the GM is that, told, that said the report that I, I want, uh, uh, that the, the Suns could give up Bridges, Aiton, and five first-round picks and Cam Johnson, and it's not enough. Mm. This is ridiculous. He's 20 years old. And Cat, and come on, this guy's thirty-four yeah. years old. So this, he doesn't have he's played fifteen years in the league. So evidently, the, the Timberwolves did call right away, and they asked about Durant, and this is what they came back That's what with. They said so. They're just uh, if a team bites, they're like hell. We'll take this deal, but they're not serious about trading him. There's no, no chance. I mean, this is did, they, did they actually think deep down inside when we made this phone call or picked up the phone, whatever way it went, like hey, we're going to offer this, and they might take it. There's, there's absolutely zero chance on earth yeah. the Timber- Timberwolves would even consider that deal. Yeah, Brian Windhorst. The Nets thought there was going to be a tremendous bidding war. And while there's a lot of interest, the bidding war isn't hot right now. Yeah, because this is what you're asking for. Yeah. This is crazy. And the Gobert trade ruined it, too, because in the Nets, but you, we, we call, this might take, this. who knows how long this stretches well, out. If it, if this it, goes to camp. If this is the asking price on, oh, the, on the Nets on. side, then it's, it's going to go nowhere until they actually get realistic about this. Give me a break. I mean, the, the, I'm listening to a ton of podcasts, and the talk is, what would you do with Barnes, who won Rookie of the Year? I mean, is it Barnes and Gary Trent and Picks? Toronto feels that's the best offer. I mean, that's what, and then they're coming over the top, and this is what they're asking for? And what, Give me that, a that, break. That, I mean, those two offers are not even close. All you need to know is they don't have any interest in eight and two about how they're I, negotiating and I try they're doing, uh, doing a deal. So the Nets are being ridiculous here. But again, Mark's, his job's on the line, so he has to get this right. Because as he said, he just, uh, anything they asked for, hey, how about Jordan for $30 million? Bring our friend in. Get rid of Allen. Get rid of this coach. Let's go with Nash. Sure. I mean, give me a break, yeah. what they're doing. That, that's asinine. The, the best deal I like is uh, Zach Lowe. Okay. Phoenix gets Durant. Bridges, Johnson, and Picks to the Nets. Mitchell to the Nets. Aiton and Ben Simmons to the Jazz. That I like. Let's go. So the Suns would get yeah, Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell? No, no. Mitchell goes to the Nets. To the Nets, okay. Yeah, Mitchell. It's All these teams are involved. It's Mitchell, pick swap, Bridges, Johnson, more picks to the Nets, 
Aiton and Simmons to Utah, okay. KD to Phoenix. Okay, actually, okay. Now that I have it all lined up straight, that doesn't that work out pretty well for all three teams? I would, I concur. Yes, but the the clock's ticking here because the Pacers. That's the other thing. The more the the Suns, the uh, the Nets screw around here, you have to make a move. The Pacers want Aiton, and the Pacers, as of tomorrow, can sign Aiton to an offer sheet. Once that is done, then you cannot do a sign and trade with eight. That's all that has to happen, folks. Yeah. So the longer the Nets, um, you know, drag their feet on this, a team can come in, sign him, and then that's off. That's done. The idea of this team trading for Aiton and using Durant in that package, see you later. Can't happen anymore. That's all a team has to do. And a team like the Pacers, they're going to probably do this sooner than later. So I think that's kind of going to be the news that we get over the weekend. So that that trade is going to be off the table then. Uh huh. Damn. Well, you just you have to negotiate in good faith. They're not doing that. I mean, what, what they're come on, give me a break, you ask for that. In what world? I mean, it, 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 that's why if Toronto does this, you're giving up a guy who's 20 years old. I mean, you're thinking about the guy has 15 years left to play. Absolutely. Durant might have five max. Sure. And he has it. You can't just ask. Give me a 20 year old for a 34 year old. Are right. you crazy? That that's. Every single time the Nets ask for someone like that, you have to take that in, into consideration. It's like the, the T-Wolves. First of all, the trade is absurd. But Carl Anthony Towns is still a relatively young player in the league, and he's very good. Edwards is like 20 years old. You're going to give up your entire future and picks, present and future, for a guy who has I don't know how many years left? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to be thinking about this logically, folks. Lunacy. Absolute lunacy. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Coming up next, we will recap the betting action from last night in Win Some, Lose Some in a sad day yesterday, a tribute to a true legend who passed away here on Follow the Money. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Sports Betting Network. You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so I did make one NFL MVP bet this week, and I want to go back over the last couple of years and explain kind of uh, my theory on betting the NFL MVP. And that is, like, look, when you look at the odds right now, and we briefly touched on this yesterday, a quarterback wins this award an overwhelming amount of the time, right? But you have so many That's guys. Being kind. Oh, I know. It, it's 14 of 15 years. The last nine and then 14 of the last yeah. 15. 
God. Does it matter what an individual skilled player does not playing quarterback? Look at last year's the perfect example. Cup. Cooper Cup. I know. What else can a wide receiver yeah. do? Taylor had great numbers too. Ta- Jonathan Taylor, and he he was in the national narrative in November. Jonathan Taylor. So he did everything he yeah. could, right? Yeah. So I'll take you back to the pandemic year when I thought there was a chance then Derrick Henry could go for 2,000 yards and maybe 20 touchdowns. But that's kind of like, it's probably unfair to running backs, but I think that's the baseline or the floor that a running back has to hit for the national media to really think about giving it to a running back. And I thought they were going to give it to him enough. I thought he was absolutely hitting his prime, and he hit those numbers. He never won the award because Rodgers was so good playing quarterback, right? But I bet Henry that year at 100 to 1. I look at non quarterbacks and I try to predict breakout years from a running back based on projected usage and their betting number. And I want to get ahead of that before it moves and they have a great start to the season. And then I can come swooping in and grab a great quarterback during the year. Uh, last year, I thought Jonathan Taylor was going to break out for the Colts. All the signs were there. He was going to be the number one running back on a team that had potentially the best offensive line in football, and they were going to run the ball a lot because Carson Wentz was going to be their quarterback. I had him at 500-1. to one. Well, when you bet a guy like that at 500-1, to one, he turns into a guy who could potentially win it. And then I was adding Cooper Cup at 100-200, and believe it or not, he was on the board at 500-1 to one last year. So when I go to war with Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, and they're actually in the mix... Then I can go, I'm actually building my middle before the season starts. Now, the key is you got to hit it right with the players. Otherwise, they're going to be dead tickets. I get that. So I could fail and be on the wrong guy before the season starts. I understand that. Um, But that's part of doing the homework and realizing who can potentially have a bust-out year. Like this year, I'm not going to be betting Cup. I'm certainly not going to be betting Jonathan Taylor at 80-1. to I will see if I can find a running back at 500-1 to again this year, but it's going to be tough. I did find a wide receiver that I bet. I will tell you about that next week because not all books have odds up yet. So I don't want to name names yet, but I will do that next week. Um, you asked me yesterday. It, it's, it's too tricky with all these quarterbacks. I just and, thought, and that, Josh see, Allen, 6-7-1? Come right, on. Right. Come on. What are so, we doing? And, and that's my angle on this, right? Yeah. Like, we could bring on eight consecutive like guests or betters who have plunked down money on a quarterback, and I could hear them out and I'd say, that's an unbelievable case. You can convince me on Allen, Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers again, Herbert, Burrow, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and maybe a couple of others. But right now, before the season, that to me, that's a dart throw. I, I don't know which guy's going to have the best season, but I will gladly take my chances with a guy right now between 300 and 500 to 1. Again, projecting that he's going to hit his career year and then at the end of the year or during the season, when a quarterback takes off, I'll come back and fire it like last year when I had Taylor and Cup and I cornered the market with those two guys and Rodgers turned into like a plus 140 favorite or even even money. I was firing on all cylinders on Aaron Rodgers to win because there was a chance I could back that up then with unbelievable numbers on Taylor and Cup. Mm. And I had the, the, the front runner and the favorite at that point. That's the way I've done it the last couple of years. And that's the way I'm going to do it again this year. Okay. Excellent. But it's hard to get there with a running back or a wide receiver. No, now, it based really on is. What happened. It really I mean, is. Just in the 14 to the last 15, it's been a quarterback. And then when you want to look at the quarterbacks, well, everyone knows that, and they're in the all in the 8 to 9 to 10 to 11 range. It sure is. So, yeah, I, I think Stafford, 15 to 1, is wasting money. And uh, a lot of these other I, – I, I wouldn't want Herbert at 10 to 1. No way. I, I can see Herbert, like, getting into the mix 
putting up big numbers, season, yeah, but, yeah, but also, but preseason, yeah. I'm not going to take him yeah. 10 to 1. Yeah. There's also, like, I'm not going to bet Cup or Taylor, like I said, because if Cup actually, if he could somehow get close to what he did last year, well, then you got to really start to think, you know, he's going to be well, in Randy, like Randy Moss and Jerry Rice territory I was gonna, suddenly. I was going to say that. Remember the year Moss had. Moss had some unbelievable seasons, historic seasons, and he wasn't in the mix. It's like, who gets credit for the touchdown passes? Correct. They're giving it to the quarterback, like mm-hmm. 07 with Brady. Well, he just threw so many of them. But Moss had like 24 touchdowns that year. Yeah. Uh, go, go back and, and look at- one, one year, Moss averaged 100 yards and a touchdown for the whole season, yeah. per game, yeah. and wasn't in the mix. The, so the, the year that Devontae Adams had two years ago, he got hurt and missed two and a half games. He was on pace to have like 140 catches for nearly 2,000 yards and 20-plus touchdowns. They never would have given him the award. It was going to go to Aaron Rodgers because he was so good. So a wide receiver actually, be, that's why it was so, like when Cup won the Super Bowl MVP last year, like that doesn't really happen either. Now, I know they gave it to Edelman in recent years, but usually it goes yeah. to the quarterback of the winning team. Mm-hmm. So you have that and also the, the, the running back to lead the league in rushing this year. How many guys can actually do this? That's a good point. They, I, I don't, it's, it's a short list to me. Henry, obviously, what he's done, and he's going to be the focal point of the offense to get a ton of carries. Likewise with Taylor. I guess they might throw it more. They have a quarterback they actually trust. Chubb. I could see Harris, 12-1. to Steelers, Najee. Um, but I wanted to make the case for getting nuts with Hall with the Jets because they love him, but he's going to probably split carries. And that's just, I can't, I can't get there with many guys. Kamara's going to be suspended. McCaffrey's always hurt. Uh, Acres, McVeigh, you know, plays quarter uh, carousel with the running backs. Sure, Zeke Elliott at eighteen to one. No way, absolutely not. No, not a chance. I mean, he's he's winding down. His career's almost over. I just, I think it's only four, four, four or five guys you can make a case. I'm, I'm, I might be kind there, saying that many. I uh, maybe Mixon, but Delvin Cook's always hurt too. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet on Delvin Cook. And by the way, Madison gets carries. Yes, that's another one. So Mixon. Maybe because if they get up to a, like a big lead and they really improve their offensive line in the offseason and then they just run the ball to kind of milk the clock and but they're they're aggressive too. I don't know if they would maybe Mixon. I don't does Chubb make sense with the other guys that will get carries on the team, including yeah. Hunt. Yeah. They certainly have the offensive line there. Um Henry, again, for sure can win it. Jonathan Taylor, yes. I thought about Najee Harris at 14 to 1 as well. Because he is going to be, again, the number one guy getting all those touches this year for the, for the Steelers. But I'm concerned about the offensive line again. Now, and how many carries will Damian Harris get? Maybe Dobbins, right? You lose Hollywood? You figure they love to run the ball anyways? He's probably the longest shot on the board on the, what you're seeing on the screen right now that I can make a case for. Yeah, you're exactly right. Love to run the ball. He's going to have to be the number one option. I know Gus Edwards is coming back as well. But Dobbins, if fully healthy, is the best running back back on that team in 25 to 1, maybe. But it really does come down to like three or four guys. Again, I'm going to draw a line through Delvin Cook. And then anybody below Damian Harris, including him, I'm not going to touch, with maybe the exception of Dobbins. I think it comes down to Taylor, Henry, and probably Chubb. Yeah. Again, I want to make the case for Harris, but I just I can't get there with it. Yeah. Shop around too. There's some big, uh, there's big differences with Mixon, where you can find, on where he's at. Oh yeah. I've seen nine. I've seen fifteen. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
How about Mitchell with the 49ers? Especially if it's going to be Lance. I, I don't know why. Shanahan's great with the, uh, the running plays. He's awesome with the that. creativity. Maybe not. Or McDaniel got some credit for that, too. But Yeah, the thing is, they always find, like, another guy to yeah. still carries with. I know they lost some other guys in the offseason, but they will probably find another guy in the roster we've never even heard of because who knew Elijah Mitchell at this point last year? Nobody, mm-hmm. right? And also, I'd be concerned if, if Lance cannot throw the ball and if he's going to be the guy, then teams are just going to game plan to shut down Mitchell the entire time. That'd be my initial read on that. But it's not. You can make a case for probably like eight or ten receivers to lead uh, the league in receiving oh, yards. Yeah. Here with rushing, oh, no yeah. way. Yep. The first hour here of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. You can get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250 match. Must be 21 plus. Offer is not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. FTM at vcin.com is the email here. FTM at vcin.com. Also on Instagram at Vsin Live, Mitch Moss and Paulie does Vegas. Up next, NBA. Keith Smith is going to join the program, covers the league. Landing spots for Ayton, potentially for Donovan Mitchell. And are the Nets going to get serious about trading Kevin Durant? We'll ask them all that coming up here. Unfollow the money, it's Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. First, your hometown sportsbook. First, your hometown sportsbook. First, your hometown. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays every game this season. You can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combo. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, add a little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or betrivers.com and make your baseball same-game parlays today. Okay, we'll talk some season-long player props in the NFL coming up here with Connor Allen. Uh, 444.com, also BetSperts, and you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, thanks for the time today. Before we get into what your research uh, showed you from a year ago in the NFL, you had a great tweet about the draft last night and how these players to go number one overall, like in weeks leading up to the draft, they were 10, 15, 20, 30 to one to go. It happened again last night in the NHL. Oh, yeah, absolutely insane. I mean, we're looking at in the NFL draft, Trevon Walker, I mean, two weeks before the draft, two or three weeks, was 30 to 1 to go first overall. In the NBA draft, uh, Paolo Bonchero was, I mean, 22 to 1 two weeks before the draft. And even the night of was actually, uh, you know, a heavy, heavy underdog. And then NHL, uh, Stavkovsky was 10 to 1 two weeks before the draft to go number one. Uh, and as you had alluded to prior, right, opened at minus 5,000 to be the first overall pick. All, obviously, all of those guys, uh, Subkovsky, Bonchero, and Walker, all went first overall at heavy, heavy, uh, you know, long odds there. And then, the, and then the guy goes fourth overall. That's the other thing. He doesn't even go second right. He yeah. falls to fourth. 
So you also could have made money if you nailed the second pick and the third pick. Absolutely. And those were 10 and 15 and, to 1. And right. right to go fourth was, I, I thought, like 60 to 1. 60 to 1 not That's that right. long ago. That's right. Yeah, the, the books just don't account for the volatility of, of this kind of things. And that's, I think that's been one of the biggest money makers for these drafts, at least for, you know, the betters is, okay, uh, if this player doesn't go first overall, where does he go? So I actually took like a Jabari Smith 40 to one to go third overall as well. Beautiful. Um, that's and right. Like, and because, you know, if he didn't go one, I, I thought that there was still a good chance. It was like 50, 50 to, you know, Holmgren went too. So, and, and that obviously that, played out and I, it shouldn't be 40 to one. I had the same thing. That was my same thinking as well. Good for you as well. So you have a great thread on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL and sports books have posted hundreds of props, season long props in the NFL. Number one, the public likes to bet what they want to see. They want the big names to go over. They want games over. They want props over high scoring touchdowns, yards, all that. So that's the first thing. But when you go back, what did you find in your research? And you also make several good points in this about, well, a lot has to, to go right just to be in position to cash on it's over on a season long prop. Yeah, absolutely. So my research, I looked at all the season-long player props, the closing lines last year, and found that uh, if you just took it, like looked at all of them, they went under 66% of the time. Uh, and if you broke that down by category, you're looking at you know passing yard totals went under 74% of the time, passing touchdowns 74%, rushing touchdowns 76%. Every single category that I tracked actually went under and more than 50, 55% of the time in every other category, except for receiving touchdowns under 60% of the time. And as you mentioned there, I mean, there are a lot of reasons that make a ton of sense here. The biggest one here being injuries. So, you know, for quarterbacks or running backs or wide receivers, if they get injured, uh, you know, obviously all they have to do is play a snap at most sports books, obviously check with your sports before betting that some you have to start week one, but most of them you have to just play a snap in the season. And the, if they get injured, you know, you'd be under hit. Beyond that, too, if they're a wide receiver, if their quarterback is out for a couple of games, obviously their efficiency goes down. If the offense's efficiency goes down, they run less plays. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. And, and beyond that, like they have to, for them to hit the over on everything, like everything has to go right. You know, they can't have any off-field issues. They have to be in good shape. They have to make sure that they are efficient themselves as players. So I feel like betting against that kind of human achievement uh, makes a lot of sense for unders. I personally just didn't expect the results to be so skewed towards the unders. I was expecting more of like a 60-40, but definitely not 66, uh, you know, 33. That is pretty crazy. And so that's 243 props from last year that you looked at. Out of all of them, the passing, the receiving, the rushing, there, there's certainly going to be more props available for receiving just because we have more receivers in the league that they're going to post props for than like running backs or quarterbacks for sure. But was there a category that was more profitable than any, any of the others? Yeah, so the most profitable in terms of hit rate would be rushing touchdowns out of the 17 bets. 13 of them went under. Wow. In terms of pure, yeah, pure volume, receiving yards, uh, 97 total bets, 66% of them went under. If you just looked at like how many units you would have won, if you just risked to win one unit on every single bet, you would have been up 27 or 26 units. If you would just blindly bet every single under on receiving yards last week. So this is from 2021. My guess is if you went back and looked, and it might be tough finding data going all the way back, you know, many, many years on this, but my, my guess is, Connor, that over other individual years, 2020, 2019, 2018, whatever, it might not be at this kind of clip, but I'm going to guess that the unders come in probably an overwhelming amount of the time compared to the overs. 
Oh yeah. So I actually, I actually don't personally have the data, but I had someone reach out to me who's been a, a professional in Vegas for a while and said that he's tracked this for the last 13 years and that it's been over 60% like consistently every single year. Oh, there so, you go. Um, yeah, that, that totally, uh, you know, it makes sense. I, I it, it is pretty wild that being able to bet the unders on all this stuff uh, is so profitable. Did that said professional gambler tell you that he does this every single year? Like he bets, he just blindly bets them or how does he get involved? No, I mean, he, I think that he goes through them kind of similar to, you know, my process as well, but you know, just like 90% of his bets are unders. Uh, he just picks and chooses and goes heavier on that rather than just solely blind, blindly betting. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be your biggest takeaway from this, from people listening right now, and they're going to look at all these season long props that are now starting to hit the board in several sports books. What would you tell them? Yeah, I would personally just tell them that uh, when in doubt, you should be leaning towards the under. And, and if you have an overplay, you have to feel like this line should be off by you know, 30, 40 percent. Uh, when you look at the average amount uh, a play went over, they went over by 25 uh, percent. If you looked at the average line. Um, so, I mean, you have to feel really, really strongly about that. And you have to get lucky, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, for injuries. So I've already played, I think it's nine season long props. And I think eight of them are unders. So, yeah. um, you know, really heavy lean towards the under for me. What's the over you bet? Uh, it was Travis Etienne combined rushing and receiving yards okay. uh, because I think that, uh, I mean, James Robinson is going to come back slow from his, his injury, and I don't think he's going to play much of a role. They're probably going to have Etienne on the field for almost, you know, all the plays here with, you know, former college quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I think it's going to help him keep him on the field. And, you know, I, I just expect him, his role to be a lot bigger than what the odds they're projecting, which is right now it's combined 1,000 rushing and receiving yards. Um, you know, I, I think that's a little light. I think that he's a good, he's a good bet to get closer to like 1400, 1500. Our projections are four, four, I believe have him at like 1200. So okay. uh, a good chunk over. Do you mind if I ask uh, which state you live in and how many books you have access to? Yeah. So I live in, I live in Illinois um, and all of them would be, uh, so I, I think it's like six or something like that total. Um, so then we have like Barstool, Bet MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, points, bet, um, Caesars. There you go. And you've made eight, eight unders. Care to share any of the, maybe a couple that you like? Yeah, sure. So one I actually just played yesterday, Ryan Tannehill, I took under 3,700 passing yards. Um, I mean, last season, he barely got over that number without Derrick Henry. So they had to go a little bit past that year, mm. um, you know, lost AJ Brown. And they now have like 30 year old Robert Woods coming off the torn ACL rookie trail on who They drafted. He's pretty raw, uh, you know, had reportedly having conditioning asthma issues already. Uh, I, I just doubt that Tannehill matches a seven yards per time, 67% completion rate. Uh, they also drafted Malik Willis, yeah. so I think has like a, you know, a non-zero chance of seeing time. So, uh, you know, we were projected for like 3,500 passing yards, and I just think that the floor here for Tannehill is super, super low. Very cool. Hey, man, that was an excellent job um, tweeting all that stuff out, doing all the research on that. There's no doubt that it took hours upon hours to probably find all this stuff. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Connor Allen NFL. 4for4.com, and also BetSperts. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. 243 season-long props from last year, yep. and then the pro better he talked about the last 13 years been 60% pretty much every single year better. Both passing yards and passing touchdown props went under 74% of the time, and you made to almost 12 units. Almost all of them were correlated. If the player went under their passing yards, they, also, they likely also hit the under on touchdowns. Makes sense, right? Yes. And then the taking the under on receiving yardage prop was the most profitable from a units one perspective, netting 26 units and hitting 66% as the most volume available.
at 97 total bets. Yeah, and that, that does make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Because you're going to be able to find more receiver props in any other position, for sure. Mm-hmm. The Tannehill makes a lot of sense. I, absolutely. As soon as he said the name, I'm yes. like, yep, yeah, okay, I'm on board. Yep, yep. Sure. All of that that he broke down. The breakdown. I lost A.J. Brown, 30-year-old Robert yep. Woods off an injury. Could lose his job. They, they drafted a quarterback. Yeah. Henry Beck. All, All that, that makes some yep. sense. Yep. All right. Good stuff there from Connor Allen. Uh, it is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will do a little college football. Um, this report that came out last night, I, I don't know what to make of this because Pat Forty and Dan Wetzel were laughing about it. So who knows? We will run down what that report was saying that took off yesterday. Uh, teams that could be joining the SEC and the Heisman market saw some pretty significant movement yesterday. Wonder why that was. We'll tell you why coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Ben Hayes, best bet of the month, only $10 when you use VSIN. Ben90 at checkout. Pick will be released at 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific, 5 and 0 with his daily best bets. And use VSIN Ben90 at checkout promo code to get it for $10. Get up there now, winners and winners, and the pick will be coming at noon Eastern. All right, uh, let's continue this college football discussion as the great Pat Forty joins the program, Sports Illustrated, the College Football Inquirer podcast as well. Uh, Pat, thanks for the time. I was listening to the podcast last night, so I know what you and Wetzel think about this uh, tweet from Braden Keith at Swim Swam. <laughs> According to a source, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN is trying to avoid their TV deal with the ACC, can you explain to our uh, audience what you think of that report? Yeah, well, uh, I know Braden, nice guy, get, you know, does a good job with the Swim Swam uh, website covering swimming, the sport that only I care about. But uh, let, me, let me just say that I had people in the involved conferences in his tweet uh, sending me really amused texts yesterday like oh really this is happening huh and we're, we're gonna let swim swim break it huh so i wouldn't put a lot of stock in that i do not think that the acc is in imminent demise and that the sec is imminently ready to uh, poach them of four schools okay all right as a guy who covers and loves college football and college basketball how do you feel about this i mean who even knows how many conferences we'll have when the tv deals up yeah, it's depressing. It's infuriating. Um, you know, I, it's insulting. I think to to 
what really most of the fans want. Uh, you know, it, fans don't root for revenue for their schools. Yeah, they root for <laughs> their teams to win. They want to have rivals who they know who they are that are neighbors. They want to be able to jump in the car on a Friday and drive to a road game on a Saturday. You know, they they want to go to the office or a school or something and talk smack with people that went to the rival school. You can't do any of those things when you are in Los Angeles and the rest of your league is uh, on either on the East coast or the upper Midwest. It doesn't work. And so I just think you're losing. We just are steadily eroding most of the things that have made college football fun and appealing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just think that if the answer is always just to shrug and say, because revenue, then I think that's a very short-sighted, self-serving, narrow-minded answer that is, again, we got to look out for ourselves and nobody cares about the sport as a whole. Now, that is a great answer. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah, you summed up the state of this, you know, uh, of NCAA right now. So then what do you think is next, though? Like, what's going to happen with teams like or programs like Oregon and Washington? Where do you think Stanford goes? Where do you think Notre Dame ends up? Are they are the, the latter two there tied together, possibly? Yeah, fascinating, really, you know, those dynamics with the Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever you want to call it, uh, whether it can stay together. Oregon and Washington absolutely would, would go to the – they'd go to the Big Ten by noon today if they could. Uh, the Big Ten has clearly put the brakes on that. The belief is that they are mostly interested in Notre Dame. I, I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, the, 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 but then the issue is Notre Dame really doesn't feel compelled to do anything right now. And so if Notre Dame feels like it can sit chilly and just and, and be what it wants to be, which is an independent, for as long as it can, then everything else, does it go crumb to a halt or not? And so... Oregon and Washington could be sitting there waiting forever, or they could decide we're going to jump in with the the rest of the Pac-10 and try to make a go of it. Or they could, you know, they could talk to the Big 12. They probably already have had some discussions there. Um, you know, it's Oregon and Washington. I guess you would describe as tweeners to a degree. Okay, like <laughs> you could say they're better than everyone else in the Pac-10 and probably everyone in the current Big 12. But are they? considered attractive enough to go to the big 10 right now. Maybe not. So, you know, they're kind of caught in this limbo and and waiting for Notre Dame to give signals. I I got a serious question. What the hell happened to the Alliance? That didn't even last a year. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would like to see when there is a next off meeting and George Kliakoff comes in and and shows Kevin Warren, the stab wound in his back from, uh, when they took USC and UCLA there, I mean, the Lions was, was a complete sham from the get go. We should have known. And I really, there was a lot of eye rolling at the time. Well, you think we did know, you know, it's like, is there a signed contract? No, we looked each other in the eye. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, since college athletics is such an honorable profession, then yes, that's certainly good enough. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So that was, a, it was a joke and it was exposed as a joke in less than a year. Does Larry Scott, is this an all time bad job? Does he get an F? Between you couldn't get on oh, Direct yeah. TV, and this is listening to your podcast, your tag team partner Dan Wetzel just repeatedly said, "Dumbasses." He's right. They had a seat at the table in the playoff. These conferences at least would have had the auto bid. They might not even get that now. That could have, that ship could have sailed. 
Oh yeah. No, I mean, they, they, who knows how much ultimately they've given away, but, uh, you know, the, they, the, the turning down of a free square in the playoff is just like mind boggling in retrospect, you know, they should have all been lobbying all along for a bigger playoff. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they got one, they should have all signed up and said, yes, we're in more bids, more security, more chances for us, you know? And instead, I mean, they, they just almost like, it's like walking into a, you know, a snake pit. I mean, they just, they just walked right into this. So Larry Scott and George Kliakoff, I think has done a good job, but, but he was the one that got snookered by whoever in this last, uh, last summer into saying, no, we're not, we don't want a bigger playoff, which again, just an incredible miscalculation. Will the big 10 and sec then run this sport in terms of they will even control the playoff and what, what will the new playoff look like? Will we even, will we even have five or six conferences by then? Yeah. I mean, great question. They, they will undoubtedly run the sport. And but then the, the, the unknown is, yeah, what does the playoff look like? How many are in? Uh, but, you know, it was positive to me, and it, it, the theory makes sense, is that when there is a restructured playoff, the Big Ten and the, and the SEC and Fox and ESPN, you know, walk into the room and say, this is how it's going to be. So they don't say, what do you think it should be? Uh, Jim Phillips of the ACC. What do you think at the Big Twelve? What do you think? No, no. I just going to say this is how it's going to work, and you're going to like it. We are getting most of the bids. We're going to get at least half. This is how we're going to set this up. We're going to go strength of schedule. We're not even involving a selection committee, and strength of schedule is going to favor us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get six to eight bids out of a twelve-team playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think. Everything will just line up now for more and more advantages and control for those two leagues. That is unfortunate. So based on what you just said, are non-conference games going to go by the wayside? Uh, and these conferences will only play 12 games per year and every game and every opponent is going to be inside their conference? Super interesting question there. Um, I think I, I know like the ACC would, is, has had some people broach that right now as a means to make them more attractive to their own TV partner, the ESPN say, Hey, you know, can we, can we move the needle by playing 12 conference games or 12 G P five games at least. And, uh, and dropping the FCS and the G five games and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, we'll see what, uh, again, TV, the amount of money TV's paying out, the more money they pay out, the more influence they get. And they want good games they, they don't want to broadcast, you know, Alabama against Mercer. So, you know, I think we're heading towards at least certainly more high level matchups, which most of us want to see anyway. But, you know, that's that's the direction we're going, whether it's a full 12 game conference only format or not. I don't know. Pat Forty Sports Illustrated College Football Inquirer podcast as well. Follow the money. Visa the sports betting network. If I had to ask you today, does does the Pac-12 stay at 10 or does the Big 12 come in and steal some more teams? And that'll be the end of the Pac-12. You know, it's been interesting this week just talking to people about that. Uh, I think there were some people who cover the Big 12 who were maybe led to believe that it, that it was serious talks and well down the road and moving fast and the Big 12's ready to grab four to six schools from the Pac-12. <clears throat> I'm not sure the Pac-12's saying the same thing. I mean, I, people we have talked to said, 
it's it, it's nowhere near imminent. There, you know, there may be some people talking about it, but the, the Pac-10 feels like they've got a chance to hold it together. Uh, they may consider okay. adding schools. They may look at like a San Diego State, an yep. SMU, something like that. But I think they feel like they've got a chance. And we reported yesterday, Ross Dellerin and I at, at Sports Illustrated, actually on Wednesday, that uh, you know there's a a potential broadcast partnership between the ACC and Pac-12 and ESPN right. that they think could be beneficial for all three parties and might be the kind of thing that solidifies uh, the, the Pac-10 surviving schools as it is. Right. W- with a title game out here, too, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, well, yeah that's possible. That's yes. one, of the, one of the scenarios, a title game in Las Vegas. And it, I would imagine it would be something that could also be movable, you know, like one year it's in Vegas, the other, another year it's mm. maybe closer to the ACC footprint or whatever. But um, I think that's one of the things that's under discussion. Pat, you are the best. Yes. Thanks so much for the time today. We really appreciate that. My pleasure, guys. Never dull. No, it's not. No, no. Yep. And follow him on Twitter at ByPat40. It's the College Football Inquirer podcast, and you can read him at Sports Illustrated. Very good. He's an excellent point, too. Rivalry game's gone. There you go. That answer. That would be, I mean, it's is, revenue, revenue, it's, revenue. You, you have to put yourself yeah. in, imagine just any fan in the country, wherever you live and whoever your rival is, for generations. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the scenario. I mean, I, if, if Oregon and Washington were going to the Big Ten, there you go, Apple Cup. Of course. There you go, Civil War. I mean, that's a good point, too, about maybe a San Diego State, someone like that, and try to keep this together. And yeah, well, that's uh, boy, oh. Win-lose coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. All right, get up, you beast. Time for Jeff Siegel picks. Today's top horse racing plays, Express Bet Analyst. We're going to Belmont in the fifth. He likes the four. Sidekick at four to one on the morning line in the eighth race. He also likes the four. Parnak on top at five to one. You can bet on these races and more at first bet. The top horse racing app of VEASAN. If you sign up today, use the code VEGAS22. You get $100 in free bets. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Exclusive offer VEASAN fans. VEASAN.com slash horses. Here it comes. Matty Vaskersian, MLB Network, does the Angel Games and pregame spread. Five Eastern, two Pacific on MLB Network. Does a great job uh, pointing out winners and props on MLB Network. A fun show. Check that out all the time. And he joins us now. How about where you're at? I mean, the Orioles are a great story. They've won five in a row. They're only, what, four back of that third wild card. This is getting interesting here with the Orioles and about time. Yeah, you know, Baltimore's, they're putting together a nice little run here. And uh, it's it, it, what a difference in this ballpark, you guys. I mean, honestly, when we got here yesterday, we walked down on the field just because it looks huge what they did to the left field wall. They moved it back 30 feet. And they doubled the size of the height. So they went from seven feet to 14 feet and pushed it back 30 feet. You can see it. You can hear those numbers and think, oh, wow, that's probably a lot different. And then you see it. And then you see what it's done to the numbers, especially in their bullpen. So that bullpen for the last four years leading into this season had a a combined ERA over that span of about five and a half. It was the worst in baseball. This year, their home bullpen has an ERA of two and a half. They shaved three runs off of their bullpen ERA, and it's because of this reason. Guys go out there, and instead of you know getting behind one and zero, oh, and then uh oh, 
I've got to come in with a strike and there it goes. Mm. They're pitching with so much more confidence this year. I mean, they're pitching well on the road too. I don't mean to say that it's a trick, a trick number, but what it's done to their confidence is amazing. And yesterday there were two balls that the angels could have gotten right back in that game with that. And you can quantify all this stuff on Statcast now. Trout hit a ball out there to left. That would have been a homer in 23 parks. It would have been a homer last year here. Mm. And then Otani on the next pitch, hit a ball into that same spot into the corner that would have been a homer in 15 parks mm. and would have been a double off the wall here last year. It would have changed the game, but uh, man, the Orioles are benefiting from that. And, and sure. Some of their hitters are grousing about it. I know Trey Mancini's lost five homers because of that new wall, but the, the proofs in the wins, man, they're a much better team. And that's a big part of it. Okay. So this is a really good tweet that just came across my timeline here. Inside access 1057 there in Baltimore. Um, how about this guy's? AL teams with more wins than Baltimore in the last 30 games. They have 18. Only the Yankees, Astros, and Red Sox. AL teams with more wins than the Orioles, 13 in the last 20 games. Only Houston and Seattle. And their record since May 1st is 33-30. and 30. This is exciting. Yeah, they're, they're, they're plucky. I mean, they, they're, a, they're a backable team um, based on matchups. Are they going to win the division? No. Are they going to bank enough wins to be a, a postseason team in some capacity, wild card wise? Their biggest problem is the division they play in. Yeah, you're right. Like if they played in the AL West, right, they'd be a third place team in the AL West. But but it's it's virtually impossible to tackle that whole division uh, right now without adding some big time you know payroll muscle. Well, hey. good good timing you're on today because your guy McClanahan goes and he is the favorite now to win the AL Cy Young. Do you, you think he'll win today? And do you also have a McClanahan prop? You know, I like a strikeout prop today. Um, even though those numbers aren't out, I'm guessing it's going to be eight and a half. He's he's punched out eight, ten, and ten over his last three starts, and it's always a little dicey when a guy is pitching in a new ballpark for the first time. And McClanahan has never pitched at the uh, Great American Small Park in Cincinnati, and that can be a little bit of a high wire act for some guys. <laughs> but then you look at it this way, and you say, well, the Reds have never faced him anywhere, home or road. So there's that. Um, you know, I'd back that guy eight and a half's a big strikeout number, but you know, he's, he's gone over it the last couple of starts. I, I like him to, to rack up a bit, a bunch of case today. Okay. So yeah. there is one book in Las Vegas. I'm looking at right now. They're offering uh seven and a half overs plus one Oh two hop on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like seven and a half for him for sure. Okay. So last night, Spencer Strider did it again. He became the first rookie in the modern era since 1900 with 11 plus strikeouts, and two or fewer hits allowed in consecutive starts. At some books, Maddie, he's not even the shortest shot on the board to win the National League Rookie of the Year. He has to be the favorite, in my opinion, right right now. What do you say? It, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that, Mitch. It's, it's kind of a thin field, right? I mean, as, as recently as like two and a half weeks ago, O'Neill Cruz was the chalk to win NL Rookie of the Year. He had just been called up. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You, know, you can't take your eyes off him. He's a six seven shortstop, and the tools are great. But Strider is impossible to ignore now. And yesterday, what was it? The first nine outs of the game were, were strikeouts for Strider. Yep. And he started the year completely off the radar as a rookie reliever that nobody knew much about. And now every time he goes out there, he's punching out 9, 10, 11 batters. I agree with you. I think he's a, a great um, horse to back in rookie of the year. Before that start yesterday, by the way, uh, they had him at plus 500 on BetMGM, and he's down to plus 350 now. So you could have gotten him at a much bigger number earlier, too.
Okay, very good. Um, are the Astros the best team in baseball? Are they better than the Yankees right now? Uh, better than the Yankees. I mean, based on their, you know, their head to head matchups this year, I think you got to say, uh, yes, they can, they can beat them when they're on the field at the same time. Uh, if they played in the same division and they played 18 times as opposed to a handful, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that would be the same answer, but I was thinking about this the other day, talking to friends, you know, how do you not visualize one of those two teams, if not both of those two teams in the ALCS? And if you like that idea, um, you know, it's you're not getting a great price, but, you know, book both of them uh, to win the American League championship this year. And you're, you're going to get one of them in that ALCS again, if not both. I just don't see a threat to either one of those teams. I mean, when they played each other, I think they had a game at the end of June. It was the first time in Major League history that two teams had played each other before July 1st each with double-digit leads in their division. Yeah. They're going to run away with their divisions. It's not even a fair fight. I mean, yeah. the only the only compelling division race in the AL is in the Central. Yeah. Well, I'll give you compelling. The AL MVP now. I mean, what, what, will Judge hit 60? What Otani's doing every night? And then Alvarez. I mean, Jason Stark just came out with his – he gave it to Alvarez with who he would go. What do you think of the AL MVP and AL Cy Young now? Yeah, you make a good case for all three of those guys. Yes. Uh, you know, if Judge hits 60, it's going to be impossible to ignore. But if Otani continues doing what he's doing, he's he's got a .2 ERA in his last five starts. I mean, he's been unbelievable on the mound. And that's why I think he's he's live for Cy Young, too. He's plus 900 for Cy Young. The problem is, you know, you've got Verlander, and his narrative's been great all year, you mm-hmm. know, having missed over 600 days of the season rehabbing. Uh, McClanahan, who we talked about, has been good. But beyond Cy Young, like Verlander is backable. And we, I think we've talked about this before. Every time he goes out there, lay the run and play Verlander. Because when he wins, it's not two to one. Of his victories, uh, only three of them have been, uh, you know, by a run. Most of them are, you know, two, three run rocking chair games, as you guys say. And yesterday included in that. Like, they were trailing 2 nothing yesterday afternoon, and then they manned up, and they won by more than a run. So you cashed. Um, but Cy Young, man, that one is wide open. I, I still like Verlander's narrative. Uh, McClanahan, mm. we talked about preseason. He was my guy. Yep. And, and Otani's very live. We're not going to get voter fatigue, though, are we? We kicked this around a couple of weeks ago. We had a guest on who said, not, not according to him, like, are you are you going to hear uh, voter fatigue? But according to others, you might actually hear it with Otani. It's year number two, Matt, of this dominating performance uh, from him. Do you think we're going to get that? I hope not, because, uh, boy, that would be a shame. Awful. I mean, two nights ago in Miami, right, he strikes out 10. He knocks in a run. He has a game-winning RBI. And then and then they travel overnight. They come to Baltimore. They Heads didn't hit the pillows that after that game until 4 a.m. And he's in there yesterday. How, how do you yeah. discount that? I mean, we, we're living in a sports culture where load management is the blight of the NBA. <laughs> and we've got a guy who knows he's got to play because the Angels' only chance to win is if he's in there every day. Yeah. Uh, he's, he is something special, man. Yep. Uh, we also said yesterday, you don't want to be that person 10 years from now who looks back and said, boy, I really, I never enjoyed Otani like I should have. Right? We've never seen this before again. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if it's coming around again either. I mean, yeah. No. Again, it's, no, you know, no. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a generational talent that you can't ignore. I mean, yeah. 
there's so many good stories in baseball this year. He's one of them. I mean, I, I love Schwarber, what he's doing in Philly. And he was, well, uh, he was my sleepy dart throw to win the major league home run title. I don't know if he's going to catch judge, but he could certainly win the national league crown the way he's going right now. Uh, it's, it's just yep. been a fun year to watch all this stuff. Well, if, yeah. you, if you go yep. back to back years, Burns last year, McClanahan <laughs> this year, and then potentially adding the icing on top of the cake there with, uh, uh, Schwarber, uh, y- y- dinner's on us anywhere you want to go. Put it that way. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire at that point. Check, <laughs> change, check, yes. change 100. I'll be out. I'm All right. Pre-game spread, <laughs> 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 Pacific, every day, Major League Baseball Network. Thanks, pal. We appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. As yeah. always, see ya. In-pocket plays coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.